So uh, you missed Father Jonathan last night. I'm really distraught over it. He he did a really good job. Um, it was so important that I kind of wanted to talk about what he talked about. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, today. So like, this is kind of just like a continuation of the King's the King's Tavern. Oh, well, I would love it since I wasn't there. Yeah, totally. And we can just hash it out. Um, how are you in this freezing cold weather? I'm really, I'm really great. Yeah? Yeah, I'm really great. You know what it is? Advent is my jam and we're almost there. It's coming up, man. It's coming. Okay, listen. It is super fast. Little baby Jesus. It's great. But like, he comes with a lot of money to spend. I got to buy flights. I got to buy presents. Right. Well. I'm, yeah. Financially, not in a good spot right now. Right. That's the one thing. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Elisa. And I'm Tom. Welcome to the Being Church podcast. We're glad you're with us. So the only thing about Advent that, and it's not even about Advent, is that uh, I get a lot of anxiety when like Christmas commercials and people start taking pictures of their trees. Like yeah. it stresses me out. But the actual preparing the way for the Lord, that's the one <laughs> liturgical season that I am legit great at. So I'm ready. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I just love the wreath and the lighting candles every week. It's like very aesthetically pleasing, but also it's there's something interesting about like keeping time with the like liturgically. Right. Did you ever have one of those advent calendars when you were a kid? Not when I was getting with the chocolates. No. Well, but we do. Like we do now. Yeah. I always got the the lame ones that didn't have chocolates. And <laughs> it was like it was like wong, the poor man's wong. advent calendar. It had like words of wisdom on the inside, and I was like, man, I don't need this. Well, I had a we had a meeting. I so on the second Sundays, we, I, we have a team meeting in youth ministry to touch base. And one of the things, and I always like to start our team stuff with um, like something like a spiritual check in. And I would just like really encourage the team for Advent to kind of use that as um, uh, New Year's resolution time because it's the end of the church calendar and the church year. It's like a perfect time to be like, okay, how am I doing? with Jesus. Like, where am I right now? Because I told my team is all made up of people who volunteer in youth ministry and yeah. volunteer as lectors. And they are not people who are just youth ministers. Yeah. And so I tell them like for you and I, it's the same where you can, your spirituality can kind of get away from you a little bit if you're not like making time. So Advent is a perfect time to be like, Oh, what's my spiritual new year's resolution? Yeah. You know oh, how people, cool. you know, like the cool thing is like now, like in January to have your word <laughs> for the year. Like, yes, my word is. Don't you do that? No. Who? Someone on, someone does that. I mean. Oh, someone on it's the like staff does it. Patience or like prudence or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I think that you could just totally do a spiritual word. For Advent. Yeah. And oh, so then cool. you check in again next Advent. And we should see. we should do that for each other and then do an episode about it and why. Okay, yeah. That sounds good. That should be our post-Thanksgiving, pre-Advent episode. Liturgical, the liturgical year is, was one of those things as a grown-up Catholic that I realized that, whoa, the church is really smart to do this. So I just realized that this podcast will have been around for a year because Will and I started it in Advent. No way. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. That's cool. We're going to have to. Cheers. Maybe we'll have him maybe come we'll back have, for, yes. for the one, the 52nd anniversary have or 52nd a, episode. Have a, like, have an episode where we drink champagne while we record. That should be fun by that the end of it. sounds awesome. Uh, okay. So get back to the Father Jonathan. Really great. <laughs> we should do that. Okay. So, uh, so I had Father Jonathan Rea, who is awesome, come to the King's Tavern last night and speak about holiness. He's the director of vocations for the diocese, which means that he um, 
basically is in touch with all the young people and not so young people who want to be priests or nuns or religious or whatever. He helps them figure out what God is calling them to do. And so he started the night by talking about everyone's general call to holiness, which we talk about a lot here at St. Louis. But he spoke about it in such a way, and I I guess I want to hear what you have to say about this, um, where he like, he essentially said like, holiness is not just for the priests. It's not just for the bishops. It's for everybody. And like, we've got to figure out how, how God is calling us to be holy. And so, you know, he gave a definition of holiness and all that, but, um, but I think it was really, it was, it really impacted some people because some people at the end were like, thanks for saying that because like, yeah, I knew that, but it means something to hear a priest say like, Hey, this is hard for me too. And also, Holiness is for you. It's not just for me. Right. It like allowed for some participation um, in holiness. I was like, I don't know. He made it very accessible. It was very cool. And so I don't know, like in your conversation with teens and with other people, like what, what is that? We talk about holiness and it's like this total, like immaterial thing. Right. And it's right. like, what does it mean kneeling in a church? Like, so what, what does it mean to you? And like, how, have, what kind of conversations have you had about holiness? Do with you people? know? Marie, and is it accessible at all? Do you know Marie Seal by any chance? Okay, anyway, she is... If I'm supposed to, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. She, yeah, no. Also, the if I've met are, you, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. She, I don't... Uh, anyway, she, she uh, gave a talk long time ago to one of the teens, or to one of the groups of teens, and um, she gave the definition that I use the most. It's the simplest, and she just said, holiness is nearness to God. So the holier you are, the closer you are to God. That's what she said to the teens. Well, see, that's interesting because, um, what did father say? Well, no, I mean, essentially he said the same thing. I'm pretty sure it was like, you know, being God participating in God's life, being like Jesus. Um, it's so that nearness to God is interesting, but it still makes me think of like praying all the time. Right. Like, right. Makes me think about like having to be in church all the time, praying, which it's good to pray all the time. It's good to be in church all the time. Right. But, there's how do you get about- it? How do you remove the t- like? Not that you want to remove it, but how do you kind of separate the term holiness from this sense that overly pious, right? That your life is like no fun. Well, right, exactly. And so it's actually the call of the lay people to be in the world, to like bring holiness to your job, to bring holiness to your family, um, to sort of be church outside of the building. Oh, being church! Wow, man, that was a really good. I right even, on. I, I remember didn't I didn't. That. I was like, why did you name it that? And then now I'm like, oh, yeah. And that makes sense. Totally no, but perfect. Seriously, like, that's what holiness is. It's to be church outside of the building. And um, so there's this church document that I've recently rediscovered and have been reading. It's called Christi Fidelis Leici. Wow. It was written in 1988 by Pope John Paul II after a synod, a gathering of bishops on the lay people and the call of the lady to holiness. Wow. The bishops got together in the eighties and like had a conversation about this. And it's a really great document. Um, The whole point of it is like, he starts it off by saying like, Jesus looks at all of us and says, you, he looks at us right in the eye and says, come into my father's vineyard. And the whole point is like, you have like a mission. You, Elisa Molina, you, Tom Karani have a mission and God has called you to it. So come do the work. And so in combination with me reading this and hearing Father Jonathan last night, I've been thinking a lot about holiness as action, 
or like holiness as work. And sure, like you can be a priest, you can be a married person, whatever. But like in the day to day, holiness is work. Like it's tilling the, I don't know. So, um, it's a lot of choosing. Tell me more. (laughs) I mean, it's like, I feel like it's a lot of choosing. You got to choose to be holy. We talk a lot about, uh, you know, this week, we uh, talked a lot about vocations uh, in youth ministry. And, uh, you know, there was a married couple uh, that Father Jesse uh, knew from St. Elizabeth and and Father Jesse. The three of them kind of sat together. And it was really interesting that the three of them, their kind of their listening and their discernment and kind of the difficulties of their vocations, it was very much the same throughout. And I think it, it, and they said a lot about choosing, choosing to kind of show up for God and to show up for either your spouse or his people. And so I think holiness is the same way. You have to choose God. You have to choose his people and uh, you have to kind of be, that word you have to kind of be intentional which that word is such a oh, I know no, it's such a, it. I use the word that everybody uses but but you do I love that word because that means you know what you're not just haphazardly going through your life you're like okay right now I have the I'll t- this yesterday morning I'll give you the greatest example of holiness yesterday okay. <laughs> um my kid was up all night and he oh, was about, is it about you it is about me holy? no not really I'm sorry. it's kind of about like choosing but anyway my kid was up all night, like he had a terrible cough. I didn't, so I didn't sleep. So I got up and I was like really grouchy, really exhausting. And I said to Junior later in the day when I talked to him, I said, I grabbed for my litany of complaints. Like I just was like, okay, these are the reasons why it's okay to be grouchy and it's okay to be exhausted. And these are the things that I hate about everything and everyone right now. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. And I just knew that that was not a good way, one, to start my day, yeah. and two, just to to be. That's just not a good way to be. And so I was like, okay, I grabbed the broom because the floor was – anyway. And I just started thinking about my attitude, and I was like, okay, you need to list 10 things you're grateful for right now. Like, let's just do it. And boom, they came easily, automatically – And so it wasn't so much about like the list. It was about saying to myself, okay, right now I get to choose. Yes, I have every reason to be exhausted and grouchy, but right now I get to choose how I'm going to go about this day. And this is the way I'm going to choose to do it. And I think that that's how you grow in holiness and virtue. Speaking of virtue, how are those two things connected? Holiness and virtue. Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think virtue is... uh it's it's built on a habit, right? And habits are built on the choosing. Um, last night when Father Jonathan was talking about vocation, one is someone asked, like, how do you know that, you know, God, what God is calling you to? And he basically said, like, it's a series of yeses, right? Like, you hear one thing and you move in that direction and God keeps saying yes, yes. Like, so, like, you, you know, like, it's affirmed in you. Um, but it goes the other way, too. Like, we have to keep saying yes to God. And that's how we build that habit. That we have to keep choosing the right thing, choosing goodness, choosing virtue. Man, he's he's um, so great. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and uh, and that's how. I mean, yeah. In a way, holiness is a series of yeses. It's a series of choices, and it's not always easy. Um, sometimes it's incredibly difficult, and you're faced with a good decision or a bad decision. But you know. Well, you hope you choose the good. <laughs> and here's the thing. I think that holiness just brings a lot of nearness to God just brings a lot of peace. So like when I in yeah. my life has choose have chosen and said, okay, right now I'm going to choose to do this that I know brings me closer to God. 
that's never like a bad decision. Can you be in a state of peace, but things aren't going very well? I think like I think maturity and faith and the closer like the closer you got you are to God, the holier that you are. Uh I think yeah, the easier like God has called you to marriage, right? Yeah. And there are days when you and Junior have small wars between you, right? Do you still find peace in those moments in your yeah, vocation? Absolutely. Okay. And I think you're able to uh I think that the wars come less and less because you become better and better at understanding and realizing uh, what marriage is even about. Well, see, I think part of the part of the difficult thing about choosing holiness every day and choosing your vocation every day is that people are afraid they're going to choose wrong. We are presented with so many choices in our culture, right? Like right. you can compare everything on Amazon. You can scroll through Netflix. You don't have to finish a series before you start another one. Like there, there's a series of things that you can choose from so that if you're not happy with your first choice, you can just move to the second one. Um, I think it kind of uh, paralyzes people. Yeah, on I the can see that. on the journey to their vocation or on the journey to holiness. Is that like I'm afraid that choosing God is going to leave me unhappy, or choosing right. marriage with this person, like one person forever? Are you kidding me? You're right. Um, and so there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of like, there's some paralyzation there. I can, I can see that. I can see that. But it's almost like you just have to go for it. Yeah. So here's the thing is that God is faithful. That's one of my favorite parts about yeah. him is that he's faithful and which is crazy because he's God, but he's faithful to each one of us. And I think that the more God proves himself to us, the easier it is to walk towards him in, in trust. I think that um, Sam was a, a surprise baby in the Molina mm-hmm. household. And so when he helped me understand that he was going to be there for, you know, my marriage and just the hard part of it, that was a big like, that was a big point where he, uh, he showed me that I'm, I'm always here so that when, si- since then there've been other difficult things, but it's so much easier to trust him because he's already proven himself to be faithful in a, a lot of big and small things. And so when somebody, it's just like a, it's just like a, a human relationship only on like a huge scale. The people in my life who have proven themselves to be there, especially like in the hardest times, yeah. those are the people that I like run to now when yeah. things are, because they've, they've been there in the really, really hard times and they've been there in the really, really great times. And so it just makes sense to go to those people because they're proven. And I think that if we really, all of us kind of step back and look at our lives in the places where like he was there, even if it was really, really tough, um, I think it just gets easier to be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it comes with an understanding that life is not, it's not meant to be easy, right? Like choosing this Christian way of life, it's not going to make it rainbows and butterflies. Like we've said that before. Right. And also I just think I look around at a lot of people cause I have, you know, I have a, a good circle of, of Catholic friends, but I have friends that are not Catholic and it just, as it turns out, life is not easy for anyone. No. Like there's nobody Catholic or otherwise who I know that, Oh my gosh. And they just swim through life. Everybody has the thing or the things that just are really, really difficult. And it's just so great to know that we have this opportunity to grow in um, in this relationship with God that the holiness, I just feel like holiness helps us get through life. As ridiculous as that crazy no, you're, and crazy you're as it right. sounds. 
I think, and I think that we're given tools for that in baptism. Another thing Father Jonathan talked about last night was when we're baptized, it's not just Father Jonathan. The church talks about this too, especially in that document, Christi Fidelis Leci. When we're baptized, we're baptized priests, prophets, and king, right? And he really focused on the priest element last night um, because through our baptism, we've been given the grace and the ability and the tools, so to speak, to offer our lives back to God, the good and the bad. That's what we do in the mass is we bring it everything back to God. And so um, it's almost like, yeah, like bad things in life are going to happen. Like we all know this evil exists, but it almost doesn't make sense until you can offer it back to God. You know, like if the bad things are just happening because they're bad things, like what are you going to do with that? But as baptized lay priests, like we have the ability to offer everything that happens back to God. This is how God, and this is the way that God renews the evil. This is the way that he renews the bad things. He makes them new in our own lives. Right. So that, I mean, he didn't, Father Jonathan didn't say that exactly, but like that baptized priest, prophet, and king. And that has always important. been like the Beatitudes that has always been really hard for me to understand the different aspects of it. I guess the prophet uh, when I get a little bit, but sure. that, I've never heard it like that. And that is just really beautiful is that we have, you know, because you think priests, I know exactly what the priests do, but the that I have this opportunity to kind of redeem the suffering yeah. uh, by offering it up. I, I firmly believe that um, if we want lay people to rise up in the church and to evangelize and to start small groups and to preach the gospel and to walk with, you know, people who are immature or new to the faith um, to accompany them on the journey, we need to rediscover this, what it means to be baptized, this tripartite baptismal calling to be a priest, prophet, and king, because to be a to be a Christian, to be a lay person who is in the vineyard working, you need to know God, you need to preach Him, and you need to. We, we're all given this little area of our lives, our, this our own little mission to do those things. So, like that's where right. the that's where the kingdom comes in, right? We're kings. We're given a part of our lives. We're prophets. We preach God to people, and we're kings because we offer that kingdom and our message back to Him and to the world. So it's like it's it's a really it's really interesting. Like it's like the heartbeat of the lay people. Yeah. And also it just gives like, then there's purpose, you know? Yeah. There's a mission. Right. And when you, when you know what your purpose is, then, um, I just, I'm excited. I'm at a stage in my faith development where I'm just excited that I, God has, uh, called me and that he thinks I'm worthy enough to, to help in whatever small way I can to uh, preach the gospel. Yeah. You're not, but he's going to, be there to make you right, right right and that's kind of what i you know uh, i was talking to some Sorry, young adults I mean no 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 but that's but that was right. my exact point a, a couple of mondays ago with some young adults i was like just so you know you each have you each have gifts and if you don't think that you have enough or what it takes to do the work that god is asking you to do don't worry <laughs> he's there He's there right. and he's the source of it. Any great thing that you do, it's going to be because he he has given you the grace to it's, do it. Yeah, it's kind of like that language like, oh, we've all got to bear our cross. But it's totally flipped on its head because it's like, no, the Lord will help you. Like the right. Lord has given this to you and he is going to see you through it and be with you through it, whether it's work or life or relationships and, or whatever. And it's the same for vocation. And that's mm-hmm. what I told my teens the other day. I said, it was a huge deal that Junior and I received a sacrament that we said to each other that we're all in, but that God said, you know what? I'm never, ever going to allow you to go through this very hard thing of laying down your life for each other. 
I'm not going to have you do that alone. And that's like a, it's like a huge relief that me and my humanity and him and his humanity, we're not the last, you know, we don't have the last say that we can go to him and be like, we need some help. We need some direction. It's also really cool. that The God of the universe has an interest in your marriage. Isn't that cool? Like, the God of the universe, God of the universe, wants your marriage to be successful and fruitful right. and permanent and forever. Right. That's cool. It's so because cool because it's going to glorify Him. Right. Mm. It is, and it, and it just helps you to know how beloved you are. And it yeah. freaks me out that that's not just me and Junior. That'll be no, you and Emily. Yeah, yeah. It just it just that. You know, sometimes I feel a little tiny bit spoiled by him. And then I'm like, oh, like he loves everybody. He yeah. he knows everybody this intimately, which is just so like mind boggling. Yeah. Whether you're married or not, he knows yeah. you that intimately. Right. And so I'm not even supposed to understand it. No. Right. And so these are, this is like, these are concrete ways that holiness is lived out. I think so often we think of holiness and Father James talks about theosis all the time and he's right on. Holiness is a sharing in the life of God. Um, but like. I always want some movement to it. I always want some some lived action from holiness. And, uh, you know, Father James, uh, last night, he brought up a Thomas Merton quote. And he said, uh, holiness is when you've stopped trying to live and you just live. Like, that's when you know that you found your vocation. That's right. when you know that God has got you where you're just, you're just, you just are. And you're yourself and you're fulfilled. It doesn't mean everything's perfect all the time. But, like, you and God are just like, you're like this. You're like yeah. one. So uh, it was... It's really interesting to think about. I really love that idea that we're called to be priests, prophets, and king. Um, I feel like we need to think about that more. Like the church needs to work with that more. Yeah. And the lay, lay people need to hear more that they've been empowered right. to do things. Not to take over the church, not to be actual no. priests, but that we all have a role. It's not, it's, it is beyond coming on Sunday. Yeah. And I think that's... We come on Sunday to help us do the rest of the week, right. which is our role. Right. And I think that it's an exciting time to be church because I think that's happening. I mean, I see it happening all over St. Louis's campus where people are really taking seriously their, uh, more and more seriously, like their, their role. And so that's an, that's an exciting thing. Whereas I think, you know, <laughs> my, you know, it's funny, like father Jonathan came over to dinner on Friday and, and my mom was there and he left his hat. He left his hat. Yes, I have to get it back to him. Um, anyway, and so um, it's kind of funny to see like my mom interact with yeah. with him because I think back in the day, it was very much like you guys lead. You guys got this. You guys have been to school. You have been trained, which which is right. Obviously, like, of course, they have a place of of leadership because this is, we're their flock. Um, and so I don't know that that, and I could be wrong. It might just be that, but, but it seemed a little bit like we'll defer. And, and, and of course we still kind of give that honor to that leadership. And also we can be like, and I can help. Mm -hmm. Like you have this huge flock here, Mm -hmm. father James. Mm -hmm. And so I'm good at, uh, talking a lot. So (laughs) I'll be in charge of my, my vocation story and like my, what I wanted to do with my life changed when I found out that I could be a lay ecclesial minister, that I could work in the church and be a minister and not be a priest, not be ordained. You know, it opened up so many, so many avenues for me, so many possibilities. And it really has helped me just to be able to live, you know, that, that role of being a lay person. We, there are places I can go where the priest can't, 
there are places I could bring the gospel where the priests can't. You too. Right. Uh, and it's it's so important. And everyone listening to this podcast too, like there are places that our listeners can go where we can't. Right. And right. and those places need the gospel in, in whatever whatever form it looks like. And so that's this is that's just what holiness is. It's it's this lived attempt at being close with God and then sharing that closeness with others. Oh, isn't that just beautiful? Yeah. I know. I said it. I agree with it. <laughs> Makes me want to go live the day in this really cold day. I'm still well, going to go and yeah. live it. I'm no. going to live the day. Let the spirit warm you up. There we go. <laughs> and drink a glass of wine if it keeps you warm. I don't know. No, it's too early for wine. It is. I'll stick with coffee. All right. Yeah. You feel good? Uh, that was good. Great. Uh, Great. I hope. Great. <laughs> oh my awesome. Hope you guys got something. Hope you got. Every yeah. Time. We kind of just. We kind of just went for it. Yeah. Um, we uh, are grateful that you guys listened. If you liked this episode, uh, please like and subscribe on any of your uh, favorite podcast platforms. Uh, yeah, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll pray for you right after this episode. Make sure to share this with your friends, especially if you think uh, they could use a little encouragement in their lives. We love to be shared with your friends. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday and go be church. 